raid, 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 radio, radio free tote bag. Ra ra it's radio free tote bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Audrey. I was trying to reference that Rick and Morty Soldier Boy song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Franny and Sophie from Girls Like Us with us. We're back. And we're we're young, so we can say Fran, Maybe you Fran, 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 and Sophie, and Sophie, and Sophie. Singing Rick and Morty until Zencaster lets me. <laughs> I'm bringing this up, and I'm bringing you guests in because I want everybody to appreciate this. I had a fantastic train experience over the weekend where I was introduced to the song Rick and Morty by Soldier Boy featuring Draco. Finch and I got stuck. At a train station. We got two ghost trains like coming over the bars. We're stuck there for 45 minutes. Ugh. All this crazy shit is going on around us because it's like 1 a.m. We finally get on the train and it is packed with people. It goes one stop. And the door is <laughs> open and there is a kid standing there with a huge like psychedelic Rick and Morty fucking hoodie mm -hmm. matching pants. And he has a speaker clipped on his fucking belt loop. And as he enters... That song begins, and he is blasting the Rick and Morty rap while he's in his getup. I wow. know he started it as soon as he got on the train. It was beautiful. It was magic. Wow. He made it his entrance music, and in fact, he has made it his entire steeds. A hundred percent. Now, what line was this, Donovan? We're talking blue line. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. He's Hondo coming Pete. straight from O'Hare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the pilot. <laughs> they won't let me play it on the plane, and so I'm going to blast on the train. <laughs> That's what he said. I can't. Oh, so what, one of my best experiences with train blasting was on uh, the Green Line like three years ago. My boyfriend and I, we were headed uh, to the West Loop to go. I will get some dinner, do whatever people do. Who knows? But a Soulja guy, Boy concert. yeah, a, a soldier boy concert, honey. I wish, um, a guy was watching, like he had a Bluetooth speaker hooked up to his phone and he was kind of plopped himself down on the seat next to just like a guy, you know, headed home from work and he was watching porn on the phone Damn. and playing it over the Bluetooth speaker. And he sat next, the, next down to this other dude. And he was like, he was like, this is my favorite part. Hold on, hold on. And he was like, Taco Tuesday. And I was like, wow. Like, I couldn't even be like, I was like, I don't think this is actually sexual harassment because to this man, like, this is entertainment day yeah. like he's just it's like sports he's trying to share in his love of the game <laughs> with his fellow passenger like there's i couldn't find anything wrong with it that's incredible oh. hey what'd you what'd you think uh last weekend's big porno did you uh you got any hot takes on it you catch the yeah. big porn you catch the big porn <laughs> the, the super hole i just yeah, that's they, something. they blew it they blew it that's all i have to say about it they, <laughs> they did blow they it. Blow it yeah yeah water cooler mm. conversation yeah. they blew a lot of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were many things to blow so <laughs> true we love a good train experience uh we also love you glu gals uh our returning guests what's been new with y'all since you last came on this uh this beloved program take it away well Sophie. you know <laughs> yeah all right then uh i well so something in, in sex news i moved to ohio uh to attend Whoa. law school which is you know 
about the sexiest thing a person can do. Um, I've formed a lot of new relationships with uh, people in my law school class. Yeah. (laughs) Most of those relationships being like totally unwilling on my part. Um, We can get into (laughs) it more, but would you guys believe that law school is truly a room full of 200 people who are the worst people you've met in your entire life? Would you believe it? I would. Yeah. I would believe it. I have a friend who uh, passed the bar in Florida and who is like just horrified by the people that she had to associate herself with uh, while she was in law school. Yeah, it's a really it's a really like interesting group of just like I think that, you know, people who just are naturally not fun at parties, like the way that you deflect them is by being like, maybe you should be a lawyer. Like, that's what it seems like, because all of these people are you know there's just not a there's a lot of like the way i've been describing it to people there's a lot of antisocial behavior that just kind of occurs Mm. as as the norm um yeah so that's that's about it that's all that i've been up to is there a type of guy is there like a law school dickhead prototypical kind of guy oh yeah um and it's not it's, you know, always, at least in my experience, hypermasculinity is often mm. performed by those who feel as if they do not necessarily fit the hypermasculine stereotype, right? So I told this story, I think, on our Patreon, but uh, I made the mistake of going to a social gathering the first weekend after classes that a bunch of people planned over group me, where I was accosted for 20 minutes in a beer garden by a man who like was trying to tell me presidential facts Um, and I law school shit I've ever heard. Yeah. And I repeated to him multiple times, like, Hey, I'm, I'm not interested in this. Like, please stop yelling at me. Like, I don't want to be having this conversation. You're making me uncomfortable. And then, you know, he wasn't getting the message. And so finally I said, you know, for the last 20 minutes, a woman has been telling you that she's uncomfortable with like what's going on and you've been totally ignoring it. And I just need both of us to acknowledge that like, that's what's going on. And then he like, spent the next 20 minutes like profusely apologizing and like being like i'm an ally like my sister just came out as trans and i was like why are you telling me this like what like leave me alone like and i was like who are you an ally to like me a white woman at the same law school as you like i just it's like there's no like like so that's you know but him and i are dating now uh, i kicked my boyfriend out of the apartment um because i was like listen this alpha energy was just too hard i had to let him claim me um he was successful in his endeavors and uh you know we're getting married next weekend y'all's invitations are in the mail oh great beautiful I think being a presidential fact enthusiast negates being an ally of any kind. Exactly. Those do not go together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're into presidents, you are not into being a good person. I'm no. sorry. Well, Sophie, maybe maybe he knew, you know, for, for a time when COVID was really good, me and you were thinking about going to Disney World um, That's true. in October. Um, and so maybe he knew that you wanted to go to Disney World, and he was like, "Man, I'm so sad she's missing out on the Hall of Presidents. I'm just gonna recreate this ride for her." Yeah, it was actually an act of care towards me. He was like trying to. He was like, "I can sense from this girl's energy that she'll feel very comfortable if I kind of make this situation seem like the Hall of Presidents." And uh, famously, my favorite ride at Disney World. Famously, a ride. It's not famously not a ride. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of a, a oh, you just more of a hall. More of a hall. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Franny, you got any you got any news? You got any updates? Mm-mm. Same same place. I haven't moved. I haven't gone to law school, so you got any I'm presidential facts? <sighs> um a presidential fact. Um well, I mean, I could go on and on about JFK, obviously. So. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> but that's just because he's choose, so, so sexy. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me think on it. Let me think on it. Come back in when you feel the time is one. right. Oh, I got one. Let's hear it I studied audit. history. I got one. <laughs> Richard Nixon was a Quaker. What the what? fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie is literally quaking right now at that news. <laughs> That's fucked up, though. I thought the Quakers were pretty cool, and that yeah. kind of negates all of that. I know. These it's fake ass right. Quakers. He's a faker Quaker. Faker <laughs> Quaker. <laughs> well, you know what else is a, a faker Quaker? Mm. This quote that I'm about to say. I hate the question box. Ha! That's just a fake, because it's my favorite part of the show, and it's time for the question box if we're all ready for that. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't do it. Don't do it. I choked on snooze drip as soon as I... <laughs> as soon as I put the water. Yes! I'm not kidding. Yes! Oh, that's so good. Now, that's what I get for <coughs> fucking with Audrey on when to come in on the drop. That was fucking terrible. Okay, we're good now. Damn, that's you know what's not radio. terrible, folks? <laughs> you know what's not terrible? Me on the radio. Also, these questions. Uh, it's the question box, a segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we will answer them while we're not choking on tobacco spit. If you'd like to send a question in, you can find a link to the box on our social media at RFTBpod, on Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag, uh, or on our website, RFTB.me. It's anonymous. You get all kinds of good stuff. And let's just hop in here this week with this one. <coughs> hey, Audrey, Dono, and guest. Hello. <laughs> Guests. Fucked up. And I know they were just talking about Franny and not me, too. I know that yeah. I was the one being erased by that. This is Sophie Erasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm choosing to taking it pers- I'm choosing to take it take it personally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've been growing into myself the last couple years, and for the first time in my entire life, I feel good in my own skin. Wow. I hate to call it ugly duckling syndrome, but that seems appropriate. I've been having a really hard time adjusting, especially squashing down old thoughts about not being attractive or worthy. I was really hoping y'all might know how best to accept and live with being hot as hell. Thanks a ton. Y'all are great. And thank you. You're great. Uh, I choose to recuse myself from this because I have not yet reckoned with how hot I am because I am just... The just amount, it's just yeah it's just too it's, it's too much, too to, much reckon to reckon with it's like you can't stand directly in the face of god without getting sunburned <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally feel you on that one you know i think 
if I, I can, if I can just insert myself here really quick, I think the biggest thing is to, so this person prefaced the question by being like, all of a sudden I'm feeling, you know, secure mm-hmm. in myself. And yet I still have these feelings of doubt, you know? Right. That unfortunately is life where it's like you're like so long as most of the time you're thinking good thoughts about yourself and those negative thoughts only occupy, you know, like less than a plurality of the space. Like, I think you're doing a great job. And I would say venture towards neutrality regarding yourself, specifically with regards to your appearance, rather than full balls out positivity at uh, at all times. Yeah, and I would agree with that, too. I think the ultimate, like, kind of, you know, place to be is, yeah, in a feeling of neutrality towards your body and your looks, because, you know, there will always be someone who thinks you're super hot, and there will always be someone who does not think you're super hot, right? And, like, so that that type of thing is hard to, um, you know, it's we as humans, I think, are built to kind of take outside influence into account, right? So I think if you find, like, you need to find, like, a place of, like, stability for yourself. Hmm. I feel that. Yeah. I had a a bit of this experience. I was incredibly not self-confident for quite some time through uh, college and, Mm. like, getting into kind of dating and dating in high school and all of that. And, uh, I Sophie, I liked what you were saying about kind of it, it's just life. Like there's no way to fully turn off these mm-hmm. insecurities. It's kind of a, a normal thing that that comes up sometimes. Uh, and I kind of struggled with that initially because then anytime something would come up, I would be like, "Oh God!" Like I'm slipping back into it. I'm losing my confidence. Stuff's gonna get bad. And then getting you know all wigged out down that spiral. Uh, I like that idea of just kind of recognizing it as like, this is just a thing that's going to come up. I, I don't need to let this over influence me. And I think that's easier to do from that neutral position where you're talking about, where then something like, I don't know, a thought about your body that's not the way you would want it to be. Is it like a failure to be all oh, the super hot thing that I'm supposed to be? Totally. It's more like, hey, this is just an insecurity that came up, but like, that's natural. Bodies are fucking weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it takes some kind of time to get comfortable with that. Absolutely the case. Uh, yeah, I like the idea of trending towards neutrality. Just like, uh, think of your body as like a utility vehicle of some kind. This is just Mm -hmm. like how this is the interface that your consciousness has with reality. So just like use it for its tactile capabilities and try not to get too wrapped up in how you think about it, like in how it looks. Yeah, because ultimately, you know, one's worth does not lie in one in how hot someone is. Yeah, for sure. You know, it might be like ninety percent. You know what I mean? But it's not (laughs) totally. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. But you know, there's a reason that's uh, it's dimes. Yeah, dime. Mm -hmm. It's worth. There's worth in being hot. And I also think too that this is something that you know we like as older people who are more sort of interpolated into like society like we don't necessarily think yeah, we're all things. so old no i mean people i mean specifically people who aren't teenagers or like sure. in college but right. like uh, do like a check of like the way that you consume media specifically like social media like what kinds of people do you see on your social media feed like are you reinforcing 
like maybe some of these negative thoughts or like insecurities by only consuming content from people who don't look like you or who maybe like don't, you know, necessarily like like represent or like honor the mm-hmm. type of person you are, the ways that you want to think about yourself. Um, I think that those subconscious things can really affect the way that, you know, we think about ourselves. And some so if some of it's just bullshit because of what you're consuming on the internet, then just cut that out. Love that. Yeah. That's a good point in not doing the comparison thing with it. We were talking about this last week, I I think. Uh the way that like just the way your your eyes are positioned on our bodies we get kind of the worst perspective possible of our own bodies if you look down at it it's kind of like it's the worst fucking camera angle nightmare possible. yeah and if you're then comparing mm-hmm. that in the flesh view to pictures on the internet of people who are like i'm trying to look as good as i can for this picture maybe you're gonna like edit it and stuff too that's just mm-hmm. like a totally unfair point of comparison and, and not something worth uh, putting energy into that's true Good on you for uh, getting to this point, though, because that's yeah, fucking, it's that's fucking tough. Yeah, and yeah. you should feel very good getting to that point. Absolutely. Uh, and all you can do is just, you know, do your best to remind yourself that you're a worthwhile person. You're fucking hot. Uh, and when these thoughts come up, you know, just kind of practice the working through it. And it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. It's really just progress towards getting better uh, at handling those insecurities. It seems like you're doing pretty good. So good luck out there. We're proud of you. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, we love you. I'm so sorry. I have a piece of breaking news. Oh. This is not a joke. And this is mostly for Franny's benefit. So you, I'm, I just have to share this with her. Franny, <laughs> the guy who plays Stanford Blatch just died. What this is Sex hell? in the City related news. That I, is, what did he die of? I don't know. My sister just sent me, uh, my sister just sent me a, uh, a screenshot of uh, the article um it says he died surrounded by family after a short illness Uh oh yeah that's Mm. wow i'm so sorry i'm so sorry to take up podcast space my sister just just texted me this is an emergency secret cancer battle Mm. that's very sad they got Norm. yeah they got norm from that too they got norm too fuck oh that's oh my gosh cancer sucks ass I hate Ugh. secret cancer too. Yeah. Get the Chadwick fuck Boseman? out of here. Fuck. Yeah. Dude. So many people dying of secret cancer lately. I hate it. Hey, you know what? This is an, a message from RFTB Pod. Hey, cancer, screw you. Fuck <laughs> you, cancer. Yes. No more secrets. I, I've never seen Sex in the City, actually, but was this like one of the main characters was a younger dude i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly who he is he is the bald gay friend not not the italian gay friend the bald gay friend okay okay yeah that makes me so sad Damn, i'm so sorry to bring the mood down i just i really was no that is breaking news yeah that is it's breaking news i just thought maybe franny's live reaction you know yeah uh, was worth you know I, uh, uh, wow i'm just processing i'm i'm honestly Thinking about his family, I'm glad that we know that he got to shoot some scenes for the uh, upcoming Sex in the City reboot. So his work does continue to live on. But man, that's a yeah. that's a tough one. Very sad. That is a bummer. They're probably like fucking like pounding hey. their fists right now because is people it gotta Mr. stop dying. To, die? yeah, we gotta yeah. to stop death from being a thing. It's starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. Fuck death. Hate it. 
not a fan bad death is it's among among the worst things in the world is death mm -hmm. uh but among the best things in the world is listener questions so i'm gonna read another one <laughs> beautiful Great. are we doing reddit are we doing reddit questions we're at still all? Doing, no 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 see the, the reddit all listener reddit questions have been relegated to the patreon you see Ooh. We, we keep getting a full question box. This is fucking yeah. rad. It's like a high Hell quality yeah. problem. Good. Hello, RFTB fam. Hello. And they have they have put in parenthesis here, really fucking talented and beautiful. Aww. Yeah, let's fucking go. They're correct. They're correct. First I'm off, the cool uncle of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the cousin that gets you high for the first time. Mm -hmm. Whoa! And I'm the dog's friend. <laughs> you don't know what I am. <laughs> Put your speculation in the suggestion box. Thank you. <laughs> you are okay. First off, congrats to Audrey. You are the coolest and an inspiration to me. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Donovan, I'm so envious of your mustache. It almost makes me want to be a man again. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Question asker. So I recently came out to my partner as a transgendered woman. They're very supportive, which I am thankful for. They're so supportive and cool that they will often make nice affirming comments like, you don't have to look a certain way or shave your body hair or change this or that about you to be a woman, which I know is 100% true. But I've been so dysphoric and grossed out by my male body hair or my, by, by my male body for so long that, it, that I just want to be a pretty lady. I don't think I have unrealistic transition goals, and I hope I'll be happy and love myself when I transition, no matter what I look like. But I want to do whatever I can within reason to look and feel femme. They have a distaste for the culture around traditional societal beauty standards, which I totally understand, but I want to get hot. <laughs> Is there a way I can talk to them about this, or should and or should I re-examine my standards and expectations? Thanks a lot for this long question. P.S. All trans slash NB slash gender nonconforming folks are valid and beautiful and literal magical beings. Wow. I think like ultimately and like I'm not obviously the expert on on this, but I do think it's more about about this listener than than their partner. Right. Like yeah. and I think I think. I totally like I think it's hard because we do, as they say, live in a society. So it's very hard to separate kind of what our what it would be like if we lived in a vacuum yeah. and, and how how we would feel about our bodies. But um, I I would I would hope and assume that your partner, seeing as they've been so affirming to you thus far, would continue to be affirming if, if you brought up how you feel about this. I agree with Franny is that it's all about you. It's all mm -hmm. about what you and also like if you are doing something that makes you feel good uh and it's also something that aligns with like societal standards of beauty like that's fine you don't have to you are not responsible for like deconstructing that like you just need to get by and feel good about yourself um yeah. uh something that i'm like a weird thing that makes me feel like i'm also not you know like a hyper feminine person but something that makes me feel like good about myself and like about my body is every once a month I get my nails done. And I think that that's like a very, you know, it's a stupid expensive thing that I, you know, spend money on, but damn it, I look forward to it. Like I get it done and then I look forward to it for the next month. And I like, it keeps me feeling good about myself. It makes me happy. It makes me excited. Like I don't need to have to examine that 
from an intellectual perspective. And also like my, it's also none of my partner's business, what I am spending my dumb little money on doing to my <laughs> dumb little hands. Um, so yeah, I would just say find those small things, you know, that make you feel good and uh, affirmed and validated. And it sounds like your partner is not going to have any sort of issue with this. Right. Yeah. I think your partner not being fully invested in, um, sort of the traditional roles and things, right? I don't think that that precludes him from being excited for you for living what you want to live and expressing femininity how you want to express it. Yeah. Um, so I'd say just fucking go for it. Um, what's been big for me in terms of, of like every day I try to do something that I hadn't, that I haven't really done before in the direction of transition. Like I try to like, okay, uh, I'll do my eyes today. Mm. Like I started doing mm-hmm. my eyes at work and that's been really big. And then I'm starting to like get more accessories. I want to do more with my hair. Uh, I want, and then like, I have things that I'm going to go through later down the line. Like I'm going to get a speech therapist. I'm going to get fucking laser on my face. I'm going to get my hair fixed on my facial hair. Um, and so you just like, you have this little list of things and you can like tick off the boxes for the things that you want to, uh, to work on and to have um, uh, a more feminine affect towards. And then if there's something that you come across and you're like, hmm, some girls do this. I don't particularly feel like doing that. You absolutely just don't have to fucking do that. You just right. like pick the shit that you want to do and mm-hmm. move forward with that. So I think you're absolutely in the right, um, moving in the right direction. And I think everything's working out really well so far. It sounds. Hell yeah. I. Uh- as far as the partner going with the, the distaste for the norms and the beauty standards and all that, I feel like that's something that I don't know what we're talking about here, but just communicating to them that like, that's an important identity and like validating thing for me. Yeah. As opposed to like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to prop up like this existing right, structure yes. of what femininity is supposed to be. That's yeah. like, yeah. not on you, you no. know, you're, you're yeah. kind of dealing with all of these challenges uh, to feel and like be the way that you want to be, you shouldn't have to deal with that on top of all of that. Absolutely. Other stuff. You are that one woman. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and that's, and that's something perennial to, uh, to the struggle of trans identity is figuring out exactly how much of classical femininity that you want to express and how, like, are you reinforcing the patriarchy by doing these things and like fulfilling these roles and that's just that's a line you have to figure out where your line is and then ride that line like you can't let anybody else decide that for you yeah not a certain way you gotta do it nope right many ways right. to and- skin a cat or a woman no exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie was regaling us about an old and sickly and kind of evil cat before this and how she wanted to murder the cat. I never said I wanted to murder her. I never said that. (laughs) I'm in law school now. I have certain ethical obligations. I can no longer go around saying I want to murder cats or dogs or really anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for this question and also for your very nice compliments to us. We appreciate you very much. You're very sweet. Thank you kick ass out there all right let's see what else we got we got this allo friends friends is it like a franny friend 
A friend? A friend. A friend. Yeah. Once a again, friend friend. Like people are like Franny stands are in the comments and they're not saying anything about me. <laughs> Franny makes it out here. I am in a bit of a little gay pickle over here. I am 28 and I'm a non-binary person who also is in an open relationship. I do have a partner who is a cis man, and we've been together for about three years. Recently, I am dealing with feelings of wanting to be with a woman. I've never dated a woman, but I've always wanted to. And as of recently, I've been doing some inner work trying to figure out what I want out of my life, and I think I might be more gay than I believed. Mm. It's not that I'm not attracted to men, because I am, but how do I tell my partner all of this without hurting his feelings? That's a yeah, tough one. Th I think that is a tough one. But um, I mean, my understanding of, of what you're saying is that, you know, you are still attracted to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I think, you know, seeing that you are in an open relationship, like hopefully these are like, you know, he will not be shocked to know that you're attracted to someone else. Yeah. Right. Like because these are boundaries you've established. So um, I guess I guess much like my answer to the previous question asker is like, I, I would hope that. Um, your partner will will want to be excited for you in this journey versus making it about them. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. I think that a relationship where you can't have these difficult conversations, you know, obviously these are difficult conversations. It doesn't mean that the conversation, you know, isn't going to have to take place over a long period of time with different emotions coming in. But ultimately a relationship where you can't have this kind of conversation is a relationship, in my opinion, that's not worth having. And it sounds like you have a certain level of trust with this person and a good line of communication. So I don't see any reason, you know, obviously you're going to be nervous about these things because it is very, like, very serious, but like, you know, like it sounds like things are going to be a okay. Yeah. I think you're in a good space. Um, relationships already open it's not like you have to go hey i'm gay and want to try this out yeah like, i'm a lot queerer than i thought and have to you know we have to make space for this there's already space for it in the arrangement um so yeah hopefully they'll be excited for you hopefully you'll meet the right woman and uh hopefully things will go swimmingly for you and then you'll have a, a lovely time together and everything will turn out great i hope this for you I feel this too. Uh, I just have a question with this, like for this person, because mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm reading this right. But like when you're saying you think you might be more gay than you believed, and you've always wanted to date women, like is the concern here that you feel like you would prefer to be with a woman instead of your your partner here, uh, or is it what we've been talking about that it's just like the will they be accepting of that? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. There's, they're saying they're still attracted to their partner. Um, and maybe this maybe this involves like a rearrangement of the open relationship. Mm. Maybe maybe primacy is going to change over time. Maybe yeah. things like that. But that's mm. that's something to be navigate down the road. Like you don't even have anybody in mind yet. Like you don't even have a partner that you're like starting things up with so right. i think this is the kind That's of thing that you can that you can navigate as you go like you don't have to um you don't have to figure out the destination before you've even 
set foot on the road, you know, like you, that's a good point. It also takes like the pressure off then like, oh, I'm going to date women, but oh God, like I have to figure out how to balance this with the current relationship, which is going to mm-hmm. like fuck up your dating experience. So yeah, that's a good point. I think just kind of, you know, communicate it to the partner, but like, t- don't, don't worry too much about like how everything's going to play out. Yeah. You know, just uh, follow your feelings here and kind of see what comes of that. Yeah. And depending on how open your relationship has been in the past, like, you know, how staff meetings work. You know how getting the squad together and mm-hmm. sitting down and talking about, you know, the sales plan for the day. You know what that looks like. <laughs> you can do this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I feel, which is just like, you know, you don't like you just gotta you gotta breach the convo. You gotta like that's yeah. the biggest thing. No, you know, like everything that you keep inside yourself as a secret or as an anxiety the moment that you free yourself of that like it's just it's never going to be as bad as you expect even if even if you think it's gonna be even if it is you know slightly bad yeah Yeah. still gonna be better than holding that inside and like letting it kind of derail everything over time tell me about it yeah (laughs) I've been there too. It, it can be fucking tough when, like, you know, you got to do the conversation, but it's like such a fucking hard one. Yeah. That it's going to be hard no matter what. And even if the alternative is so much worse, it's like, it can be really hard just to get the, the fucking thing done. But like we're saying, it sounds like they'll be receptive to this. And ultimately, even if they're not, you wouldn't want to be with this person. Yeah. Man. It's about figuring out like what's going to make you feel happy and fulfilled with, with relationships and, so take the swing at it, though, because I, I, I get the sense it'll be all right. Me too. Me three. And also me. <laughs> and, got... and me also. Okay. You did? Uh, Wait, that I'll, would be five. Like, no, four people, four people in the car. Now we have to recount. Now we have to recount. <laughs> Fuck. I am a multiplicity. I think that's I got I got one. I got one for you. Hi, Donovan. Hey! Saw a picture of you for the first time and god damn it. Blow out my back walls behind a CVS bud. Yours, a fan. I read this while I was taking it. I read this while I was taking a shit yesterday. And I started (laughs) fucking losing it. I was You're like, honey, I'm blowing out my own back walls. I don't got time to do it for you. We don't even need a CVS, baby. <laughs> everybody, everybody's always writing in talking about how hot Donovan is. This happens like on a consistent basis. Audrey I Nation, rise cool up. Yeah. Audrey yeah. Nation, rise up. <laughs> Audrey gang, let's go. Yeah. yeah, This happens on our podcast, too. I just don't tell Sophie about it. <laughs> <laughs> Franny knows. I'm, a, I'm talking big about like body neutrality and stuff, but Franny knows I am one like thirst message about Franny away from like casting myself into the river. <laughs> <laughs> Going off of a quarry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you very much for the nice compliment though yeah i appreciate it audrey you don't have day. to pretend to be happy for donovan it's okay this <laughs> is a safe space because if i'm honest people knew i was coming on the podcast and nobody sent a message like yeah. this so i'm yeah. offended <laughs> nobody sent a message about wanting to ride the tricycle with me and franny we're not getting any of those these are all options people 
Oh, uh, we got a, we got another one over here. Uh, horse whip me beside uh, behind a Rite Aid. God damn, you're <laughs> sexy. I was trying to imitate through writing. It could yeah, have it was kind of a giant yeah. Rite Aid. Yeah. Very Why good. A horse whip of all things, too. That just sounds like a bad time. Mm-hmm. Donkey punch me behind the Walgreens. Let's go. <laughs> thank you. Much better. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and please feel free to uh, send more thirst messages at me. It's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> so great. What's next? What's next, Donovan? Uh, I'm reeling. I'm reeling. Let's see. Getting a thumbs down from Sophie. It's very funny. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, hey, Donovan, you're the fucking honkiest of all honks. No. Best no. part of the show. <laughs> Uh, oh no my, my internet's going out again oh, no. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend of nearly three years had a secret tinder and was dming girls for the entirety of our relationship Oof. we recently broke up because of it but i'm struggling to move on because he was such an incredible partner and i felt so blindsided i now feel so unsure of my own judgment moving forward like i couldn't tell that he was doing something like that for so long. How can I trust I'll be able to spot it in the dating world without feeling paranoid? Any tips on moving on? Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, this person, you know, might have appeared to be being a great partner, but if they were keeping this kind of thing secret, I definitely, I, I, yeah. I personally, I wouldn't consider them to be a good partner. And yeah. I think that what you need to come to terms with is that you didn't, you know, this was not your fault. This is not anything that had to do with you. This is this person choosing to live with some sort of secret, which is just right. like, you know, in a committed relationship, it's like you're only harming yourself when you do something like that. Um, and so I think a good way to think about it is one, in any dating relationship, even one that's successful, you're going to get hurt in just like a myriad of ways. Um, but also just like, uh, you know, it's not about you. When someone does something like this, it's very hurtful, but ultimately it's them refusing to come to terms with something that they are not getting that they might need or that an insecurity that they have about like being monogamous. So like, I would say just like the best way to get over someone is to get under somebody else and yeah. make it happen. You don't have to get into a super involved thing right away, but you should make it happen. You know, and I say this mostly joking, like 70% joking, but is this an instance where catfishing someone would be justified? Yes, probably. I, don't know. I would say yes. I would say absolutely. Retribution. No, I don't think you should do that for your own mental health listener, but... If I'm you if saying. you're already if crazy, you it, whatever. If you want to get totally jokerfied, Franny and I would help you do this. Yeah. We have a lot of free time. No, and you could you could even use pictures of both of us and then have you know, say which one's hotter. I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking here. I will send oh you full, like high high quality images of myself, like my headshots that are like on glossy <laughs> JPEGs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if these you, you won't be able to download them no. in even ten minutes from Google yeah, Drive. You're gonna have to zip these. They are not compressible files. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking lossless. Yeah, email me 
It's like got raw. Yeah. <laughs> Contact girls like us on Twitter and get this operation moving. That's what we're yeah. telling yeah. you. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to be free, but you definitely can do it. <laughs> and we'll deal with the bill later. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. We'll square up later. I've got Venmo. It's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like if this person goes back into the mind palace and they really meditate on it, mm. they can look at like different things that happened in the relationship that made them that like in retrospect you can go oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh that's what that was and i feel like that's going to help you feel better if you really spend a little just like don't dwell on it so much but like take a little retrospective take a little walk down memory lane for yourself and go like oh that's why you couldn't come to my birthday that one time yeah you were mm-hmm. talking to girls on tinder right also like anything that you felt like was missing in the relationship because like we were saying like you're describing this as was an incredible partner but clearly they weren't yeah and that's not like a, a, a dish on you or anything i think that's like a common thing that happens in relationships especially for three years like you kind of expect the best of the other person mm-hmm. um but something like this I mean, I mean it even comes back to what we were talking to in the last question uh thinking about Again, how you're not related to this, what was going on with this person. This is somebody who can't fucking communicate what they need in a relationship or what they're looking for. And again, that's a huge flaw in their part. It has nothing to do with you. Um, and so I think getting back out there in terms of not feeling paranoid is just reminding yourself I mean, and also just not using this as a baseline of comparison that like, yeah, this was kind of a crappy relationship, which might suck to like have some mm-hmm. of those memories soiled and all of that. Uh but definitely better than trying to like compare and like, is this as good as like the good parts of this, but oh no, they're doing this thing that's similar to that person I was with. Maybe it's going to be the same thing again. It's just to the best of your ability, erase this shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also was this person, if they were just like, let's say that they weren't actually like, I mean, obviously they were cheating on you by messaging people on Tinder, but like, let's say that there was no um, sex involved. What kind of fucking weirdo is like, yeah, I like talking to people on Tinder. Yeah. No offense, right? <laughs> so like you, you dodged a bullet losers. here. That is that yeah. is crazy so, behavior. This actually I'm addicted to hay. Yeah. <laughs> this actually reminds it, me of send an office gift every single day. Um this <laughs> You can just like you're addicted to the rush of messaging people. I'm looking for the Pam to my gym. Jim and Pam content. Oh yeah, I just love asking people what they're looking for. Yeah, like uh, just bad vibes all around. Bad vibes. Oh, you just got out of a relationship. Fuck. They're addicted to like logistics of being like, oh, I can't do this day. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I work that like of planning out a yeah. first date. They're yeah. addicted yeah, to like texting their friends, being like, hey, I'm sharing my location with you. If I don't text <laughs> by 10 p.m., like I am dead. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, scary. Your ex fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, him. Good riddance to him. Yeah. You're going to be able to find somebody better. Just yeah. go a bit easy on yourself. And uh, uh, another thing, getting back into the dating and going with the reminding yourself of the bad stuff, just think to yourself, wow, what was missing there? Like, what's the stuff that I really, really want? Such good And look at it as like, I'm going to find something better out here. Yes. And it's like kind of like a positive trajectory we're taking as opposed to I'm going to find something not toxic 
which I feel like just starts incentivizing you to like kind of let things like this go. Absolutely. We believe in you. Yes. Yeah. Can we take a pee break? We can. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Right back. You're like, no. no. Absolutely not. Miss your pants. Be yourself. I'm going to chew gum because I'm trying to quit nicotine. Please. Again, I'm using patches. Anything you need. And, and I do, with it. I do the sugar-free, <laughs> sugar-free cinnamon. Hold on. Here it is. Wow. Ooh. You remind Extra. me of my mom. <laughs> that's uh my mom shoots cinnamon gum too yeah that's good time. it's fucking good i didn't like it as a kid and i was convinced that she bought it because neither me or any of my sisters liked it and i think she just didn't mm-hmm. want us to steal her gum that's i feel the same way that's so funny yeah it was like my mom would be like sorry it's cinnamon and i'd be like that's no! why i got into mint that's why i got into mint chocolate chip ice cream my fucking family hates that shit but yeah. i love it oh <sighs> Lap that I said with orange dreamsicles. Mm. That's my favorite fucking ice cream popsicle confection type thing for some reason. Interesting. Nobody would touch them. I would pack the freezer with those fuckers. Oh, damn. The sisters would be like, we have ice cream, but it's only the bad kind. And I'd be like, the good kind. That's funny. Yeah, the uh, the so my boyfriend he doesn't eat dairy or anything, so that's the nice mm-hmm. thing is like I can like put ice cream in the freezer, and I know oh. if it's not dairy free ice cream, it's she's not going anywhere unless he's trying to like <laughs> kamikaze his like entire like digestive system. This is a suicide mission, right? Exactly. <laughs> then something's really wrong, and like we have to have a conversation. You know what I mean? I need to break the stalemate in the fridge, right? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's funny. Can I tell you a brief anecdote? Please. Hit it. I was at the unnamed retail establishment today and I was working. And a customer comes through to try to buy some stuff and I have to get authorization numbers for uh, their credit card. And I call the person and it's taken forever and they're just like, you are just so sweet and patient. And I had to give my dead name to the person on the phone because they cross-reference like personnel files to who works there to get the authorization numbers. So, so I had a dead name myself and I'm standing there wearing my name tag and she goes, she kind of looks at the name tag and she hears me say my dead name. And then she goes, Oh, my, I just want to say, uh, my cousin's son, daughter, cousin's daughter, um, is, is, is also, and she kind of goes like that. And I go, uh, huh. You're like, and she goes, and I just want to also I just works wanna... in retail. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then she goes, I just want to say that I think you're very pretty. Oh, well, you and I know. was like, that's that's really sweet. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not entirely uh, sure that I need that validation yeah. from you right this minute. No. You should be allowed to carry a gun at work, I think. <laughs> just fucking put it on. Yeah, like, like shit like that. Like you should absolutely like I am all for retail employees, uh, like women who are retail employees or work at restaurants just should universally allowed to be allowed to carry guns like <laughs> absolutely not the men <laughs> just like, the women like we don't need any sh- weird shit happening <laughs> like here's yeah. your hormones and here's your license to kill yeah <laughs> <laughs> like because it's just like uh man yeah i'm sorry that's people are fucking it was so fucking weird and she probably went home too and was like wow 
I felt so good about that. <laughs> yeah. I did such a good thing today. Yeah, uh, like I am like really killing it out in my public social interactions right now. Yeah. Welcome uh, back, Franny. Thank welcome you. back, Franny. Uh, to catch you up real quick, a customer said that I was very pretty today. And I was like, wow, I don't need that validation from you at all, customer. Um, yeah, yeah. Bad vibes. What if they were like the way you're you're bagging my pants that were two for twenty dollars is really hot? Like, what if they related it to your work somehow? <laughs> yeah, I would feel a little bit better about that, right? Yeah, because that's about my work performance and not about exactly uh, some contrived shit. Yeah, they, that you they sexualize your trans person, right? Yeah, yeah, bleh. How old was bleh. this? Bleh. What can I guess? Was this was this woman? Let's say. Mm, 40 to 50 and yeah, white. mid 50s mid 50s <laughs> okay. white lady yeah. okay cool whoa i okay. never would have guessed that <laughs> trying to feel good about herself i get it yeah we're all just trying to feel good yeah. about ourselves out here she's like my gay nephew told me i need to be more <laughs> she, literally, she literally was like i have a trans i have a trans niece was basically oh, the story yeah. she told yeah like, that's misplaced okay. Yeah. yeah. On like, the first okay. day of one of my law school classes, my like 80 year old professor was like, and my granddaughter is trans. And we all were just like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, he's like, like and okay. I know about pronouns because my granddaughter is trans. And we're all just like, uh, like, and ladies, she's single. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just horrifying prospects. I'm like, and I hope she's in therapy, and I hope that yeah. she, she's not paying for it. Like, <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, it's just like that's all staying in. That's a executive decision. It's all staying in the program. Yeah. It it's should. We had a good it's sidebar. I wonder sidebar. what the thing that when we're like in our like like middle age i wonder what the right. thing that we'll be saying to like classrooms full of children to make ourselves seem like cool and acceptable is probably something about cyborgs yeah <laughs> oh that's so cool I, i've seen et like three or four times wow <laughs> can, so can you heal wounds yeah <laughs> show me your finger show me your finger that's what i thought we're just we're just going like that we're just putting the finger up to him yeah, and they're like, you know on. what it is no Come not on. this finger mind you <laughs> has anyone made that joke has there been like an you know the app i funny i don't know if y'all had experience with that oh, right yeah. like how about et like flipping someone off and but he, yes. his finger is still lighting them and it's like take this or like <laughs> et fuck off something like that yeah oh yeah, uh, yeah. fuck home <laughs> this alien's fucking my house <laughs> i'm an actor that was a scene in which that was so good that was really my, good my That's abode powerful. who powerful read the cool. last question i can't remember. i did oh so it's me it is you that's not what i wanted to hear <laughs> hi Okay, wait, this, so I'm going to preface this. This is actually a two-parter. Okay. They sent kind of a follow-up. I'm just going to read them both at the same time. Did they Did they do it for me and Sophie specifically? That's what I have to say. Did they send in two questions because of both of you? There's two of you? Yeah, one question yes. for each of us. I think it Absolutely. would be impossible to say that that's not what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just math. Given the fact know? pattern, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. I really like fact pattern. Yeah, like that. uh, so that's a law that's school. Good. That's a law school one. But Ooh. if you, if Ooh. you, if you all decide to use it in public, 
you know you're gonna seem like pay me five dollars yeah you guys can contribute to my living expense fund uh and we can all get the law degree because from what i understand so far law school is just learning to say things in uh in ways that make other people feel alienated so you know and that's law-tastic yeah hi hello you two in parentheses three (laughs) no actually four Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Rude. Tricked you up a little bit. Fucked up. You four look absolutely stunning. Like <gasps> beautiful oil paintings on loan from a collection based in a more ancient and peaceful part of the world. Oh, wow. This person got to take you. 30 minutes for lunch today instead of 15. <laughs> this, is, this is beefy. These uh, These last few years, I have given myself to people on three separate occasions and started relationships that have gone very well until out of the blue, they would show up on my doorstep and break things off without prior warning. Due to this, I've decided that I'm not going to pursue love and all that horrifying crap. Is there any advice you can give to someone who's lost their will to love? And now here is part two. Hi! Hello. Following up on what I just put in the question box, okay. uh, the que- uh, wait, we, I just read it. We know what they're referencing. Yeah. I understand that I am the common denominator in these relationships, ending with me being ghosted and left without warning, and understand now what went wrong. Uh, becoming distant after years of abuse, slash putting another one on a pedestal, slash general mental illness problems, respectively. Uh, and have since worked really hard to become a much more emotionally healthy and mentally cool person. But for some reason, I just can't get excited about being in another relationship and cannot believe in loving someone. I'm perfectly comfortable being single, but I'm also feeling weird about it, you know? You can be single, though. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You don't, I don't see any issue with this. And, and you know, much like we were talking about with a, a, another question today, like you can take your past relationships and those don't necessarily dictate how your next relationship will go. Absolutely. That all being said... Uh, I, and unlike <laughs> unlike Audrey at her job, we don't have a gun to your head, right? Yeah. Like, really, like, no, society does not have a gun to your head to to be in a relationship and date. You don't have to do it. Yeah, you know, I love I love my girlfriend. I I love my relationship, but like like you don't, uh, you know, I, I'm not in it because I'm like I need to be in a relationship, right? Like yeah. like if you ever find someone who you're really compatible with and you'd like to be in a relationship that's great but like don't feel like you have to be searching for one i guess even if yeah. the social pressure is there on like the the normative kind of like mainstream culture mm-hmm. way like in, in it's getting a little bit better but still in a lot of ways it's like okay you get married and your finances are combined and the yeah. law is all structured for this specific path and a lot of people don't like that and have a bad experience with it because it's very restrictive and right. it would make sense that it doesn't fit all people. Everybody's got different needs. Uh, and so just with what you're saying here about the frustration with the you know bad past relationships and, and, and love and all of this, I, I just maybe take the, you know, are you buying into kind of what society tells you love needs to be or like what the actual trajectory is versus like what would it look like if it did fit, you know, your needs like this? Yeah. And it's sounding, you know, with the, you know, being singles, being good, uh, kind of dating and stuff, but you're not really ready for the relationship thing yet. Like even just where you're at right now, uh, you can totally get 
date around. You could do this yeah. solo poly thing. We've had uh, a couple guests talk about. Uh, but, but I also think that like it's not even because like, you know, me personally, um, I hated casual dating right like i did not like it and like and like so it doesn't even have to be like a thing of like you know you you have to you know date or like be going on flings like you can literally like cut that part out of your life and that's totally okay yeah also like i want to i want to take issue with something that um this person said either in the first part of the question or in the second part of the question i take issue with this idea of you being the common denominator in these situations where you got Mm. ghosted people be ghosting each other all the time like this is a very common occurrence just because we're in freaking et over here (laughs) (laughs) and et is about ghosts and don't email me about it being anything otherwise because one of my most strongly held beliefs in this world is that et is about ghosts and if you shatter that for me, that's on you. You are choosing to interrupt my peace, and that's violence. So, ET, the ghost. Yes. Is the yeah. Subtitle. Thank you for saying it's full title. No <laughs> But, like, people, like, uh, you, just because you got broken up with three times in a similar manner, doesn't truly, truly on God does not mean that that like that you like there's something wrong with you like yeah have you ever seen mama mia that happened to meryl yeah. street too and she's Here the most beautiful again. woman in the yeah. world so okay <laughs> yeah like i've ghosted and i've i've been ghosted and that hasn't that hasn't stopped me from ghosting like we are bad right. as yeah. humans like we do stupid things like it's it's very easy and socially acceptable nowadays for people to ghost one another. So uh, just don't take that personally because that's just, you know, human cowardice. For sure. It, it, it's the similarity to the last one. Uh, where I just feel like, you know, you go through a string of relationships and you are the common factor in the sense that, like, you're the person thinking about this and you're coming at it from your perspective. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, important to... Uh, fuck. I was trying to reference something in here. Hold on. Oh, important to remember, like, everybody's got all their own fucking variables at play and insecurities and all of these things. Like, I've had this, too. I I feel like sometimes if you get a stretch of bad dates, you kind of, like, recalibrate to where that's kind of your expected thing. Totally. Or bad relationships is the same way. And your kind of bar gets dropped a little bit for for less of a, a better word. And uh, it makes that feel like this very more common thing. And like, I don't know, it is with dating. People get ghosted and shit sucks sometimes. Uh, But like, it doesn't have to be like that. It's just kind of hard to find, you know, the person or people or whatever situation you want that like fits you well, because there's all kinds of varieties of people. It's challenging. And I don't know the age, obviously, of this of this person. But like, you know, I think at a certain, you know, when you're in, you know, you're late teens to like you know late 20s like there's like an expectation that you'll like casual dating and that's something that you'll enjoy but like if it sucks every time then maybe you don't like doing that you know like i'm just saying as someone who like had, had forced myself you know into like being on tinder and like and when when i think my desires were like misplaced about like okay am i looking for validation or do i really just want to go hang out with a stranger for an hour and it's like, usually I not want the latter to. yeah no. right exactly yeah. so there's nothing if you're worried about you know your desire being abnormal i can assure you it's not and and there are people who don't like to casually date that are you know find relationships and 
and people, you know, you are in charge of your own life and, uh, you know, it's okay. I can assure you that that's very normal. Hell yeah. Good luck out there with, uh, with working through this though. Cause it does suck to have a string of, of yeah. bad relationships that could put you in a bad spot. Oh, but for sure. As, as we're trying to get across here, where, wherever you're at, or where, if you're not even sure kind of where, where you're looking for, that's, that's totally all right. Hang in there. Do, do your best out there. Go, go get them, tiger. I was trying to <laughs> think of encouraging <laughs> things that <laughs> and they're all just things that dads say in 90s movies, I guess. That's all That's I can so think funny. of. It's yeah. not your fault. That's another thing dads say in 90s yeah. movies. <laughs> Me and your mother, it's not your it's fault. Not Don't your worry fault. about it. We no. still both love you so much. <laughs> I am your father. That's another one. That was a '90s movie. I guess what some of them. No, not that. No, one. never mind. No, that was never like the never mind. Definitely a '70s movie. Why did yeah. I say this near Audrey? Damn it! <laughs> when we get Audrey a yeah. gun, next, you're toast. Next up, Audrey's going to be telling us E.T. is in a ghost oh. movie. Cool. <laughs> All right, y'all got y'all got time for one more? Absolutely. One more? Let's, Let's do, do it. One more again. Hi, Audrey and Donovan. Hey. And Sophie Hello. and Franny. And, and Sophie, Sophie and, and Franny. Franny. They're here also. You probably don't remember me. I'm the dude who got drunk at a party <laughs> and ate a slice of birthday cake before they sang happy birthday. I do remember you. I do remember you as well. <laughs> I think about this often. I cut back I cut back on my drinking and have developed a healthier relationship with alcohol and socializing. Thanks for the advice. No Fuck question. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about this because it's fucking great. I have used the term habitual cake slicer a whole bunch of times to refer to myself <laughs> when I was like drinking too much. I was I was slicing cakes I shouldn't have been all the time. <laughs> we we got to give context for Franny and Sophie and for the folks. At home. I don't remember how long ago this one was. This was but years. I this was like two years ago. Instinctively remember this. The person got very drunk at a party, somebody else's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they they just kind of went and cut the cake and ate a piece of it. Yeah, yeah they were they were drunk. They wanted a slice of cake, and so they went into the fucking right kitchen, there. cut it's the right cake, there. and they had you know, to, they had to do the cake cutting with a piece missing. I here's here's this person is not asking for advice, and it sounds like they don't need it. But if I was to go back to this past person self, I would say that um, do I have days where I don't eat for, you know, X amount of hours. And then at the end of it, like I have to eat like a full family size chicken pot pie. Yes. My advice for this person would be to keep almonds in your backpack because that's what's worked for me. <laughs> so you don't like feel like, oh my God, I got to eat. This is fucking like, I'm going to pass out if I don't eat this slice of cake, which I felt like that. I felt like that. So I'm feeling sort of wacky in this space because, you know, we all are laughing about this, but this genuinely sounds like something I would do. Like if I fully <laughs> sit with myself and like yeah. really have like there have been and this i is your shadow self submitted this, this is question. my yeah like i like blacked out like and like sat up in bed and like unconsciously like sent both of these things in i feel like no not actually i mean i listen 
like I definitely wouldn't do this anymore, but like, were there times in college where I would like fully (laughs) like be in somebody's home and be like, whoever owns this home has to cook me dinner? Like, yes. Like, that's like, (laughs) like, I don't think like, I think what you did was good and very funny. Like, I don't think you should ever feel any shame about the remember? Do y'all remember the context of whose birthday it was? Was it like a friend's or was it like their grandma's birthday? I want to say, oh, could it have been like their SO's friend? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. like. That, that absolutely that seems like, that's like, a, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. like, I don't really care about this person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think it, yeah, I think it was a friend's SO. I, I think you think have that. to do like a cost benefit and like risk analysis. You know what I mean? Like if you're How like. How good was this cake? Yeah, like I have been multiple, like I just, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like I'm glad that you feel healthier in your drinking, but I also don't don't think that what you did was bad i thought i think that what you did actually was good i think that the friends at the party like they probably talk about this all of the time like you probably gave them hours of good storytelling like they're probably like this one time this person was at my birthday party and they were so drunk that they cut themselves a piece of cake before we did the cake cutting also like we've been talking a lot about social constructs on this show uh Cutting the cake all at one time is a social construct. Like, if a food item is available, we as humans should just be able to pick it up and eat it. You know, we're all going to be sharing it eventually. What's the problem with speeding up the timeline? And I also feel like we are, you know, I'm not going to say post-COVID, but like we've lived through enough of COVID to kind of like reevaluate like my like cake. buffets i don't yeah. care like it <laughs> but, but i'm saying that you're actually you were ahead of the game with this i think the cdc would commend you for taking a slice of cake before the person blew out the candles yes, right because there's absolutely. no spit you were also in a separate so room you were true. social distancing so actually wow. you did a good thing so a actually I see you, you've gotten better at drinking but i would say get worse at it yeah. again because you did a good thing <laughs> dr anthony fauci <laughs> The CDC is a bad influence. Uh, if you're struggling with this, just bring your own cake to the party so you don't upset mm. anybody. There's the alternative. Don't bring your own cake Pocket if cake. somebody already. Pocket cake. No, no, I disagree. <laughs> if somebody already, somebody else already spent money on cake that you are eventually going to be offered, don't buy your own cake. That is a waste of money. Like, we are all operating on limited budgets during this time. Like, go, when you want the cake, take the cake. We What's the consider, like most? Th- I, I'm gonna oh, go ahead, Donovan. This is a very important point. Thank you for letting me say it. We forget, we failed to consider the drip factor, though, because like, what if you had one of those cat backpacks that has the window they could look out of, but inside it's just a whole birthday cake and candles? That'd be a good look. That's drippy. That'd be good. That's incredible. Okay, what, what were you gonna say, Franny, before would, my very important point? I'm just like, listen, like, okay, I have a sweet tooth. I relate to this. The idea of like bring your own cake, like, yes, I think that's fun. I was gonna ask y'all what the maybe this is not an only a me experience, but I'm just recalling a few weeks ago when I spent essentially $25 because I wanted a milkshake and like with DoorDash, yeah. etc. That was what the that's so weekly. What what has been y'all like, you know, most uh shameful um you know impulse food buy experience this afternoon for lunch at work i was quite hungry and i ordered what was it penne carbonara the large of course i love carbonara audrey that's my favorite food from from piata 
Additionally, mm-hmm. I got the Parmesan Piata stick with the fucking the Alfredo. <laughs> That's what you call your Glock. The dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking whip out the Parmesan on somebody, and and a cup of bisque. I had Ooh. all of that. I put it of all inside of me. Uh, lobster. Audrey. Oh, oh true. Decadent. I am driving you know down. Lobster. I am driving down there and we are going to lunch together because this yeah. sounds like my exact lunch situation. It are is they- always lunch where I want to just like, I'm like, I will order six things. It be And because it is lunch, nobody can criticize me for it. <laughs> okay. This is since hashtag just Cincinnati things. What? And we can cut this out, or you will cut this out, I guess. What Piata was this? This was the Piata on... Okay, okay. My my home Piata, my home-based Piata, <laughs> was right next to a Fusion, which that which Ooh. is also a Cincinnati thing, but the fake sushi. I would always choose the Fusion. My question about the carbonara is, was it... Because that's like a, a finicky dish, right? Was it like in a vat, like pre-made, or did they make it in front of you? It's I don't know what it was. I got a door dashed. I'm Googling it right now because I I had the same question, Franny, because yeah, I'm also it gets very you eggy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like it was like fine. Like it wasn't great carbonara. It was yeah. like fine. Lunch carbonara yeah. though doesn't have to be great. It simply has to I be know. you it have the bisque to, be, to offset it. It's fine. It has to be carbs and tomato and a little <laughs> bit of spinach and some chicken and some pancetta. That's all it has to be. That is not what carbonara is in my experience interesting carbonara is eggs and well, bacon she am i correct in assuming you add a chicken yes i did chicken- add the chicken okay. i did add the chicken because okay, i wanted hold on. i'm doing some recon yeah you gotta get the extra protein at lunch because <laughs> i Don, had to then serve- what about yeah <laughs> i had to service the customers i had to yeah. keep my energy up ha <sighs> recent or long past like re- like covid order food yeah, Shame. let's say let's say when you have had financial stabi- like stability. And I'm going yeah. buck wild. Yeah. There's a chicken place here that is very much like a white people brunch fried chicken mm. kind of place. And normally I score these butter fried establishments. Chicken? Yes. Oh. To, uh, yes. A set, well, I guess I won't dox myself, but very close to, to my apartment. Ooh. And also extremely good. Normally I score in these places. This one's pretty good. They got like butter that's got like honey infused in it. Oh my God. And so I was like, I woke up on a weekend or something. I was like, I'm just going to eat a fuckload of food because I haven't eaten anything today. And I ordered like several chicken bits, Mm -hmm. right? And French toast. And I was like, it's going to be like a little square French toast. This was like a fucking French toast cake. These were two thick ass fucking pieces stacked on top of each other dusted with like sweet shit and stuff and the chicken and the syrup and i also got like six biscuits with the corn biscuits Dude, this is so bad i just butter. ate dinner and i'm getting hungry again now but i got there and i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to eat all this this is bigger than i was anticipating and i ate the whole goddamn thing and then i went right back to sleep yeah that's yeah. so good <laughs> that was magical Honey butter fry. I made the mistake the other day of I got like just like a basic chicken sandwich. And what I should have done was you got to go all out, right? You have to have the butter yeah. to slather you on do, the chicken. You do. <laughs> yeah, the sandwich is not going to cut it. Yeah. I went to this place like uh, the, near my house. It's like, a you know, one of those trendy food halls that are opening up everywhere. Mm. And mm-hmm. I got late and I was with a couple friends. So we were like, we'll just bounce over here. Like we can all pick something out easy. I got like the best combination 
of like food and drink. I got they were making you know those lemon shakeups they make at the fair. Don't mm. even Sophie. <laughs> Sophie, I went to a freaking like Libertyville, Illinois fest those searching all best. day for a lemon shakeup. Yep. They did not have a fucking lemon shake. So they shake had up. a lemon shake up, except it was a cocktail with like, it was like lavender infused vodka in the lemon shake up. And Ooh. so I was like, and it was like, you know, the size of a lemon shake up. It's like this big. And so I'm downing this thing. And then I got just the best fried chicken and like fries. And I was like shaking everything up in like in a buffalo sauce. But Ooh. I would say that my boyfriend and I are number one, like, food order like where it's like i don't care how much it is just like get it here within 20 minutes is wing stop it's always going to be wing stop yeah. if you've ever mm-hmm. come you to my house to wing stop. yeah you turned me on to it if you've get ever come to my house with a wing stop. no like wing stop is like they're professional they get it done fast there's no such thing like i've had bad wing stop and it's still been better than like anything yeah. else i could have possibly imagined yeah. and it seems great for like leftovers absolutely cut that shit up and put it in a salad the next day or don't just eat it in your underwear in front of yeah. the fridge while it's cold yes yeah, have you all, have y'all had a place called it's just wings have you had <laughs> have you had it's just wings no wow but don't don't get too excited okay? it's, it's just it's wings. just wings. <laughs> it's called they're it's like just sh- wings. shaming you already yeah <laughs> yeah they're like it's just wings like no fuck. that sounds hey, delicious hey, though. can i see a menu oh can it's I just wings men- no it's just oh. wings you know what wings are right <laughs> they just so they berate you if you fucking ask for anything else I will. Okay. Celery sticks? No. This is a wings. This is a restaurant concept from the future. This is what all restaurants will be eventually. Is there will just be modular kitchens in the back of like a Chili's? Oh no! So you've got like so you got like like a ghost kitchen. Yeah, like you've got the fast casual dining in the front, and then just like these little pop ups can like rent out space in the kitchen to make their DoorDash meals. And I have I've had it like three or four times because it's wings and it's pretty cheap. And it's, and it's just like, wings. So and it's just wings. It's just it's what are they going to do? Charge like, a lot of money for it? It's just wings. <laughs> uh, and they'll bring it to your house. I have never once had good wings from It's Just Wings, so I'm going to put them on blast. Wingstop gonna, only, uh, baby. Those seasoned ruin fries. Their whole, oh. Ruin their whole career. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for you. It's just wings. It's over for you. Once in this town, Audrey gets win. her gun, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no more wings. It's just. <laughs> it's just this has been the Carbonara Corner, a fun new segment on the show where we talk about food and Audrey murdering people because their wings for like, suck <laughs> for like 40 minutes. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> All right. We're, I think we're coming on end. Yeah. Wait, I just want to know the time. Was there any were there any questions that specifically betrayed themselves as being from one of our listeners? It's okay if the answer is no. I don't know. We do have one, perhaps. Okay. Hey ladies and gent. Yeah, so they know yeah, yeah, that's okay. the yeah. Hey ladies and a gent, yeah. That's the only one we didn't that's do. It. That's okay. That's we don't have to do it. I, well, I just wanted to know that. The, I just run? wanted to know the glues were out okay. there. Okay. 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 Let's speed run it. Let's speed run it. Did I read All the right. last one or did you? I don't, I'm, I'm in lightning round mode. Here we go. Okay. Hey, ladies and gent. Hi. My Hi. girlfriend F28 loves Crocs, the shoes, but her boyfriend me M28 hates them. 
They make her look like a child. Like if I were to wear Velcro shoes, I don't mind if she wears them around the neighborhood or while we're doing yard work, but she insists on wearing them to dinners and even wore a black pair to a wedding. As far as I know, she's in food health, so it's not like she can't wear other food wear. Like good health. Food wear. Footwear. Oh, she's in good health, so it's not like she can't wear other footwear. How can I get her to stop wearing them in unacceptable social situations? Don't. They're fucking sick. Yeah, bad. Yeah, they rock. You change maybe, yourself. Maybe get her some gibbets that you like. You know, like get her some gibbets yeah. that express your interests. Audrey, don't say, say a damn thing. thing. Don't say a Am damn thing, Audrey. Alone? Don't say a damn thing. Listen, the wedding crocs, whatever, but at least she didn't wear white wedding crocs. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I can't be alone here. Audrey, you genuinely think it is is the responsibility of a boyfriend to control the shoes his girlfriend is wearing? Because that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. You make a very interesting point. You make a very interesting point. However, crocs are vile. They're horrifying. They're horrifying monstrosities of shoe. Well, when was the last time you put on a pair of crocs? Never. Yeah, see, exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah that's your Truth comes you're, you're out. You're average non-croc wearer. Audrey, <laughs> you know what I do with my Crocs once a week? I what put them in the dishwasher. I put them in the damn uh, dishwasher. Okay. And then they, yeah, man. <laughs> Audrey, I'm seeing your point. That's a shoe. Uh, yeah, but it's so is a dish. A dish is just a shoe that you eat off of. <laughs> it's all the same gross dirt. <laughs> It's all sanitized. That's what a dishwasher does. And then they're all clean again. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Audrey's been overcome by croc talk. Croc talk. My God. Okay. I'm I'm glad we went back for that. Me too. Thank you for the croc question. Except for you're wrong. They're good. Let her do her crocky thing. Just burn them, destroy them. No, yeah. you can't burn them. Thanks They're plastic. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't. They won't burn. You know Good luck trying like to get rid of those babies. They're cockroaches a will be Destroy <laughs> them. They say that cockroaches will be around longer than humans, but crocs will be around. Crocroaches. Crocroaches. They will merge. Good. Very good. Thank you guys for having us on again. This was yeah. amazing. Y'all are always a treat. We have to get. I know Don, Donovan's been on GLU, but we have to get both of y'all on. Fuck yeah. Double, double, trouble, trouble. Hell yeah. I'm loving uh, for that. Where, where can the folks find you? You can find us at girlslikeus.show is our website or at girlslikeusshow on Twitter and Instagram. Hell or in yeah. your local Crocs store. <laughs> or hovering over the dishwasher one. waiting for my Crocs <laughs> to be cleaned. It. Yeah. At, the, at the Croc outlet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it exists. Oh my it god. Exists. No. It does. It does. No, why? <laughs> Do they sell meatballs like a like an IKEA in the crock outlet? I, I yes, would. but they're they're cooked within the dish they're cooked in the dishwasher <laughs> with the crock. So Well, it's like dishwasher salmon. That was a thing. Yeah. You could get your fucking shoes clean and your salmon ready at the same time. Let's fucking go. Oh, for God's sake. Our intro <laughs> song is the Radio Free Tote Bag After Dark theme, and I made that. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash RFTB. Hell yeah, our outro music is the song Stephanie by The Hayfellows. You can find them at instagram.com slash The Hayfellows or on Spotify. Three words, The Hayfellows. They love Crocs. I I cannot wait for them to officially respond to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna message them on Instagram. I need them to weigh Make a in. Statement. I guarantee you Max has a pair of Crocs. I feel like he digs Crocs. That could be. That could be. We'll find out. Uh, big thanks to Franny and Sophie for joining us. Uh, you all are great. 
Uh, and uh, thank you for listening, listener. And I'm quick gonna... shout outs. Wait, shout outs. Fuck, oh, shit. rapid fuck. fire, rapid damn fire, it, rapid fire. Uh, 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 Barb, we love Barb. Spreadable fruit. We love Daddy. We love Dylan. Bruce, my dad. We love Rich Homie, Click Clack Ryan. There we go. And that's it. We've done it. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Get a bonus show $5 a month, $10. We'll say your name. Yeah, go spend money on the program. I love you. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>